Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now I'm starting to doubt that this is actually how computers work. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is the save game, dude. If you make it to the first save point, you got to delete uh, your banking information to uh, yeah, save exactly. your game. <laughs> I come from the net through systems, peoples, and cities to this place, mainframe. My format, Guardian, to mend and defend, to protect my newfound friends, their hopes and dreams, and defend them from their enemies. And that's from Bob. Do you remember where that was from? Uh, uh, me, Ethan, or the listener? Is that a rhetorical for the listener? I, I, guess, I guess all of us here at the Lord <laughs> Boys Podcast. I'm James, and you are? I'm Ethan. So, Pete, what do you think about uh, what Jamie just said? <clears throat> Pete, uh, buddy? Uh-oh. It seems like Pete has been involved in a terrible autoerotic asphyxiation incident. I don't think we're going to be able to get anything from him today, but we'll get the uh, we'll get the paramedics over there as soon as possible. Hopefully get him back yeah. for the next episode. Yeah, I think I can see his bulging eyes blinking twice, so I think he's okay. That's not the only thing I see bulging twice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, hi, everybody. Uh, I know it's from Reboot, because I know we're talking about Reboot. I probably could have guessed it was from Reboot, but I can't say that for sure, because I never watched the show as a child. And a lot of what you said leading up to I'm my format is Guardian might have made sense for us bringing a podcast to people. We are from the internet. It's true. <laughs> it's true. A lot of things in Reboot um, that come from the internet are bad, bad things, though. So we would probably be an enemy. <laughs> also in the eyes also of... true. Also probably pretty yep. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Reboot's like one of the first entirely 3D animated TV shows when it came out in 1994. I think it was the first in Canada. If not, it was very close to the first one. Okay. 1994 yeah. seems really early for animated stuff, so... Yeah, the first uh, animated TV show ever fully 3D animated was VeggieTales in 1993. Oh, okay. Way to go, Christians. Yep. (laughs) They led the way, as always. (laughs) I I only ever watched VeggieTales when I accompanied people to church because I grew up an atheistic sinner. I went to that same church group, actually, uh, with Matt Markham and the gang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kim Webster would uh, put on the the Veggie Tales and would make some pizza and have a good day. Well, I'm amazed that you remember the youth pastor's name, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally do. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that was it. Came out in 1994. Uh, Toy Story was the first animated all 3D animated movie, and that only came out in 1995. So this came out in 1994. So it was really, really early. Free Toy Story. Toy Story yep. was the first all-animated movie, too, huh? I guess. I guess I can't think of what, what would have come first. 
but yeah before then like there was always some type of combination with live action like even jurassic park there was animated stuff in it 3d animations but it was like still jeff goldblum that wasn't an animated version of himself are we sure there was 3d animated stuff in jurassic park because steve uh, steven spielberg was like notoriously against 3d animation and he was one of the guys that uh like got tron disqualified from the oscars because they used like cgi and special effects so he's like <laughs> no you can't get any awards because it's not real in one of the reboot videos i watched today they like use that as the video playing in the background when they were comparing it to other movies so i just used it as a reference like specifically when they're running like across a field apparently the backdrop is a green screen where they have dragons or not dragons dragons (laughs) crazy (laughs) different movie for sure yeah yeah. (laughs) they run in park they're kind of like dragons they're just dinosaurs though i yeah pterodactyl is basically a dragon if a pterodactyl had access to magic spells right yeah and, and imagine if it did well i mean they never would have let that asteroid fuck them up that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> it was actually just an evil pterodactyl who summoned the asteroid and destroyed oh, all of them. Okay. yeah okay a pterodactyl lore of dinosaurs is next week yeah yeah that's, that's coming <laughs> well lore of dragons you mean right oh both yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> technically both <laughs> so uh presumably an asteroid killed reboot right um well <laughs> Reboot killed Reboot, I'd say, but that <laughs> <laughs> the first like three seasons were awesome, and then they had like a fourth season that was basically two movies that were split into like episodes so they could play them on the air. And it did, um, um, it did a huge, and maybe I'm like bearing the lead here, but it does like a huge time jump at one point, right? Yeah, yeah, around uh, I think it's the middle of the third season. That's when shit gets crazy. Okay, and we're we're gonna cover the first, second, and third season okay uh the first one like very loosely because it's super episodic everything is created and resolved by the end of every episode in the first season okay and then in the second season they start to put a through line which we'll talk about cool and then into the third season and we'll stop around the end of the third season because the fourth season to me gets kind of bonkers okay but yeah there's there's enough here so so like i i get like i said earlier or like i think i said earlier i've never watched reboot uh, because I'm a cent- simple country bumpkin who believes it when somebody tells me that dinosaurs are basically dragons, uh, and we didn't have we didn't have cable where it, when I grew up we basically had three channels. So uh, yep. reboot and YTV uh, was not one of them. YTV was like a lot of my childhood shows, dude. Like, I feel bad for you. There's a lot of good ones there. I, I think I got it when I turned like 13, 12 or thirteen, something like that. Uh, yep. When we finally got satellite, so then I was able to watch it. But uh, I guess okay. for any of the American listeners, because I assume it was on American TV, uh, because it was I, on YTV and ABC. I think ABC. I think those were both Canadian channels. But then it was released like later on Cartoon, ne- Cartoon Network. Okay, ABC. It was Canadian. ABC, like ABC. I think so. The American Broadcasting Company is not a Canadian network, believe it or not. Oh, <laughs> well, then that must have been where it was released. Uh, every time I looked it up, it had a Cartoon uh, Network on logo in the bottom okay. when i was watching clips yeah, yeah so i assume that's how it hit the states but abc makes sense yeah i mean it could yeah. have um it could have been both Car- cartoon network could honestly be a subsidiary of uh abc so yeah not that i know i'm not even positive that it's american broadcast company but it's definitely american company 
Okay. Also, I uh, want to give a big shout out to Anthony, one of our fans. This uh, episode is actually heavily based on a script that he sent in. Uh, I ended up changing some things to be more in the lore boy's voice, but this episode wouldn't exist without him and his hard work. I used a lot of his script for source material and even stole a few things from it. So yeah, thanks so much, Anthony. Th- th- thanks a ton. Um, I think we mentioned it on uh, the space Marines episode that we did that somebody had sent in a script and we thought it was super, super cool. Uh, and if any of you guys want to send us stuff like that, contact at loreboys.com is probably the best way to do it uh whatever you guys send us if we think it's cool and think it's up to snuff then we'll we'll adapt as best we can and try and put our own little spin on it but uh try and bring it to you uh so super exciting i assume that he's american because most of our listeners are american so i assume that a fair number of americans have seen it like you said it was on cartoon (laughs) network right so (laughs) i think he may be canadian his last email uh he thanked us for the shout out i thanked him and then he thanked us back and he said to continue (laughs) the canadian standoff i'll thank you back so (laughs) he may be canadian because we keep thanking each other okay yeah and now we're just stuck in a in a reply all loop where it's (laughs) you thank him then he thanks us then i thank him then he thanks us and yeah okay yes (laughs) yeah that's where we are um yeah so to the animation for reboot was like kind of crude back then in 1993 uh so the whole show took place within a computer which kind of fit the boxy type animations and things like that because everything was in a computer world so yeah i mean like i think even for a tv show if you compare it to like toy story which is like pixar the preeminent 3d animation studio in the world uh, who did Toy Story like a year later. That, I think they did a really good job for 1993. Like the the Blizzard's Diablo 2 and StarCraft cutscenes, you know, six, seven years later were much, much worse than, than Reboot <laughs> was. So, Yeah, that was really great. And just like there's a lot of hours of it out there, right? Like in a season, there's more hours of animation and probably making less money than a Toy Story. Yeah. So it, it's just, it, it's really impressive for what it, for what it was. Yeah fully agree mm-hmm. yeah. uh do, do you know who it was done by i know it was canadian but yep that was my next point it oh. was produced by <laughs> vancouver-based mainframe entertainment oh and okay well again maybe bearing the lead but mainframe's a character right that's the name of the city they live in. oh that's the city yep. okay yeah uh while mainframe entertainment was in charge of the show it was amazing uh, I used to stay up till 9 p.m. with my mom when I was like six years old to watch this thing. <laughs> and like it was oh, it was always super special because she was really into it. She worked with computers at work. Uh, I was really interested in video games. And to the whole show takes place within a computer. And it kind of gives uh, an interesting perspective on what you might be doing to a computer whenever you launch a game or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Which, it's all fictional, of course, but it, it's Wait, it was what? really fun. It's fictional. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I. I mean, again, never watched it as a kid, but I was really interested in computers as a kid. So the few chances I did have to watch it, I always thought it was really interesting. I thought, you know, part of me probably believed a fair amount of it was actually how computers worked, and like, it's very human to just personify like inanimate objects like a computer, right? And be like, oh, it's yeah. it's thinking or whatever. My robot vacuum exactly. is working so hard today, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, uh, there's a ton of pop culture references that flew like way over my head whenever I was watching it. Like, uh, 
there's like Star Wars, like Monty Python, a uh, bunch of different video games, like tons of stuff that I, I would never have noticed, but it's just deeply entrenched in the show. They have like one um, opener that is basically just James Bond, like it's the <laughs> firewall episode okay. and it has like this the credits going slowly and like fire in the background and like this james bond-esque music that i just thought was a cool intro when i was a kid but oh, yeah. <laughs> very much a james bond intro why did bob shoot me <laughs> <laughs> right down the barrel of my gun <laughs> so as we mentioned the story is set within mainframe uh this is the city that the whole show pretty much takes care, uh, or at least the first couple seasons takes place in. And it's a circular city. It kind of looks like if you looked at Midgar from the top down, like city planning wise, it's just, there's like a center and a bunch of, uh, I don't know what you call them, like pie slices of city all the way around. Okay. Wedges or pie slices. I think it's fine. Trivial pursuit, uh, winning tokens. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. so, <laughs> Mid- the technical term. Yeah, yeah. Midgar is, for everyone listening at home, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, Final Fantasy VII City, which yeah. is circular, kind of divided into wedges or slices. Yeah, except I don't think it has, like, the slums underneath the main city type thing, but... I mean, maybe, it's th- just maybe that was intended city. for Season 5, right? Never know, they yeah. Were, they were going below below mega frame, mainframe to find <laughs> that it was actually Midgar, and then below Midgar was the slums, right? Yeah. <laughs> The mainframe is set within um, the user's personal computer. So the user could be any one of us. And this is the personal computer that we would have at home uh, back in the day with our giant boxy monitor, our our huge tower, and our dial-up modem. Yeah. and that, that we all had running, uh, you know, 12 megabytes of RAM and, you know. Exactly. 256 kilobyte hard drive. Like, whew. <laughs> <laughs> All the main characters in the game are sprites, and then the lesser characters are binomes, and they're either ones or zeros. Oh yeah, there's like little like claptrappy robots, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. So the ones are actually just like a rectangle, which is like three squares on top of each other, so the top square can move as a head. Okay. And the zeros are like these little balls with legs. Oh, but they're just ones and zeros running around. <laughs> so they're actually like broken into. Uh... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And those are just, like, the NPCs, like, the townspeople. Most of them aren't very important. The actual sprites have humanoid shapes and, mm-hmm. like, bright-colored skin. Like, Bob is the main dude. Uh, he's the defender. He's the guardian of the city mainframe. He's completely blue. Yeah, he's the guy you quoted at the beginning saying, I'm the guardian, the defender of the mainframe, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he's the lead protagonist for the first two seasons. He comes in uh, in the fourth season, which I'm not really going to cover. It gives his... Uh, origin story he comes from a supercomputer so he's like super advanced and then he comes oh. to this personal computer and he just he's a, the norton antivirus yeah. and- <laughs> so he, he was once used to predict the weather and now he's used to i don't know punch uh, viruses i guess <laughs> yeah 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 whenever you just download stuff that you shouldn't be downloading he yeah, gets yeah. rid of it yeah. um which i mean i lord knows i could have used as a child but <laughs> i i was uh I was pretty pretty uh, deep in the Napster Kazaa LimeWire game uh, as a kid, and I'm sure I'm sure those computers took a beating. <laughs> yeah, man, that was not System of a Down Chop Suey that I just downloaded. Yeah, no. This is a trouble. Yeah, how come it says install <laughs> whenever I I download Linkin Park? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> oh well, I'll try installing the the MP3 file. 
<laughs> yeah. Wait, this MP3 is an EXE. What's going on? That's strange, huh? Yeah. Better click on it. <laughs> yeah. So Bob's the main uh, protector of the city. Then there's Dot, Matrix, and Enzo Matrix. Dot is the older sister, the love interest of Bob. And Enzo is the younger brother of Dot and Bob's biggest fan. And they have, they're green-skinned. And he and Enzo wears a backwards hat, right? That's that's right. Yeah, Dot used to be a little bit too sexy, and um, <laughs> the TV told had made her boob into a, a mono boob, not two separate boobs, because okay. too suggestive for the children. Okay, I'm gonna I'll gonna be right back. I'm just looking up uh, Dot <laughs> Dot mono boob. You said, yeah, that's right. It dot. was too sexy, and they they there's like a. They made like an allusion to the entity that is that made them change things. Okay. It's like the board of regulations or something. And at one point, they had all the ones and zeros singing a song to the board, and they're <laughs> self-aware and just like laughing at the fact. Hey, yeah, I mean, calling the main city in your show, naming it after your animation studio, makes me feel like you're probably a little meta. But I guess it would also make sense for an entire city that's inherently connected to the internet to just be kind of in on in-jokes, like you said, like the Monty Python references and all that stuff. Like, it's probably yeah. all downloaded from the internet at some point, right? Right, yeah. Those early yeah. 90s Monty Python fan forums. <laughs> There's a few other fun characters you might remember, like Mike the TV. He, was, he had, like, a big loud voice, and he'd always say, for only one low price of nine ninety 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 nine, And he's just, like, he was super loud, and he was just, he was kind of like annoying but funny. Okay, yeah. The um, like in I, I'm just comparing to other I guess childhood childhood shows annoying characters, but I immediately thought of sticking around and the guy who's like, "Hey, you guys!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike the TV has he doesn't really play a side. He ends up working with some of the bad guys and some of the good guys at different times. And, okay. Uh, there's uh, a dog named Frisket. He's just a a dog. That's oh yeah, cool. I remember the dog for sure. Mike, yep. So Mike the TV is a sprite, right? I guess all these characters yeah. are sprites. Yeah, yeah, because they don't look like ones or zeros. Mike the TV looks like a TV. And uh, he makes sense. a lot of TV references, too. So he's, like, aware of what's on television, so he can actually make jokes about it and stuff. Okay, okay, yeah. He definitely yeah. does look like a TV. I am looking at him now. So. Yeah, yeah, he's like a TV. His face is within the screen of the TV. Oh, I found a sexy Mike the TV. Uh-oh. That's nice. <laughs> clearly don't have safe search on on this computer <laughs> there's a wise old man named fong who's the leader of the mainframe he's okay. like uh he's the wise dude that sees the problems coming or explains the technical issues yeah. uh that's his role within i think he's like the head of command.com at the principal office okay. so he's like he's he's in charge of system 32 or whatever yeah yeah he's he's the yeah. central processing unit essentially yeah okay yeah uh yeah and there's two those so those are most of the good guys uh along with a bunch of ones and zeros and then there's two main antagonists in the reboot universe and their siblings uh first is hexadecimal okay and she's like a female virus and she has like those drama masks that you might see like whenever you see right she had like feet on her head right like i I don't know about feet on her head but she has a mask I don't remember the feet. I'll look her up. One sec. You ju- you just keep uh you keep describing hexadecimal. 
Okay. Well, she's a female virus. She's tall and slender. Um, she wears different masks. Uh, like one of the really cool things that she did, and I remember from when I was a child, like it kind of scared me a bit. Is she had the smile on, and she's talking to someone, and she waved her hand past. And as her hand passes, it goes to like the really scary with all the fang <laughs> teeth and like glowing eyes. Yeah. Uh, I posted a picture of her. It's not really feet, but I can see why I remember it as feet. Kinda, oh yeah, kind of like weird hair. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a, it's like kind of like a funny hat yeah, or something. Yeah, little horn, like like horns, but like trumpet horns on top of her head. You know. Yep. She's got a hat and... full of clarinets. <laughs> yeah, she has. She definitely has like five spikes with like almost like feet sticking on the end, but they're not like toad feet. But they're they're. I can see where feet come from. Oh, when you said toad feet, I thought you meant like the feet on a toad, like. Like no, a, no, a no, no, like toes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, yeah, no, definitely not toad feet. I don't know why you would mention that at all, honestly. <laughs> and then I was thinking about Mushroom Kingdom toad, and I was wondering what his feet look like, because I'm pretty sure he wears shoes, right? I don't know, but we got to get some feet pics going. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just going to Google one more thing. It's uh, toad, toad feet, toad mushroom kingdom feet pics. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is when you take off his mushroom hat, actually a foot in there oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. oh my yeah. oh my god when you take out <laughs> when you take off his shoes it's two little mushrooms that's so weird <laughs> although very erotic i gotta be honest oh, i'm into it yeah <laughs> looking i'll uh, download more of that on limeware later oh it's foot fungus you get it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep i do <laughs> Yeah, so that's the one bad guy uh, or bad girl, I guess, is Hexadecimal. And her main motivation is just create disorder. She's kind of like chaotic evil. She's not always okay. working alongside the other uh, dude who is Megabyte, but she just likes creating disorder however she can. Oh, Megabyte. Does he kind of look like Zerg from Toy Story? Yeah, he has a big old jaw. He's got um, like these these gnarly teeth. Oh, yeah. He's pretty Chad-like. Like, he's got a big... Uh, <laughs> Chad. Yeah. Huge jaw, like, a V-shaped uh, body and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He's clearly yeah, they... got lightning powers in one episode. He's clearly got yeah. Wolverine claws in another episode. He has Wolverine claws. That's, like, his main thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he takes on different shapes, like, depending on... He always has a new plan on uh, how to mess up mainframe. He's a virus. They're both viruses, hexadecimal and... Okay. And he's um he's like uh lawful evil, right? Yeah, I his main thing is he wants destruction. I'm not sure if he'd be lawful, but okay. he just wants to destroy. Yeah. That's his main thing. So true evil or uh, chaotic evil then. Yeah. And whenever their motivations line up, that's when stuff gets really tough for the or the protagonists because fighting both of them at once uh can be quite hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine fighting two supervillains is probably harder than fighting one. Yep. And at one time, they used to be one. They're sister and brother, but they used to be combined into a super virus named Gigabyte. But there was some type of explosion before the events of the show that I think gets explained in the fourth season okay. that separated them. Although they do become Gigabyte at some point in the first three seasons. So, so presumably, uh, there's Megabyte and then Hexadecimal is actually 1,023 megabytes, right? Yeah, something like so that. So that way, when yeah. they combine, they form one gigabyte. 
Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Which in 1993 was a formidable amount of damage. Yeah, yeah. that was a, a an unheard of amount of anything. I think. Yeah. There's also some other character that we're not really going to touch, but is named Killabite, but like kill a bite. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, makes, yeah. That, that checks out. <laughs> I think he had something to do with why they were combined or separated or something, but it for our purposes today, we just need to know hexadecimal and megabyte. Okay. I don't know how I don't know hexadecimal code at all. Um, but I'll try I'll try and convert this entire episode to hexadecimal. Uh, once we're done, maybe we'll just like pull the transcript, convert it all to hexadecimal, uh, and you guys can enjoy it at home. Or I guess hexadecimal can enjoy it from whatever internet space she's living in these days. <laughs> yeah, we'll get uh, Peter to translate this into ones and zeros and just speak for 32 hours of all the ones and zeros that <laughs> corresponds yeah. to all of the script here. Yeah, yeah. I, that seems fair to me, considering he, he missed this episode uh, to get his rocks off, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those these are most of the main characters, and the story is driven by the interactions of the good and the bad guys, but then also the events in the world caused by the user. So when you boot up your PC and you do something, it has an impact on these things that are living within your computer. Yeah. So I I work uh, in the games industry, as you know, yep. James. We uh, kind of work at the same company. Yeah. Uh, and I had an old uh, test lead back when I was a, a video game tester who uh, anytime we'd get a new build would paste this image that they had of a big purple cube uh, with the white text that said game incoming. And I, yeah. I learned after like a year or two that that's from Reboot, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the that's pretty much the, the MacGuffin in the first season anyways. That's what keeps the thing going, I guess. It's not like a ring where everybody's chasing after this, but there would be no plot without the incoming game every episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you get the big alert saying, warning, incoming game, warning, incoming game, and this purple cube descends onto a part of the city, and this is when the stakes are really high. And whoever is in the cube gets, uh, becomes part of the game. Yeah, they're, like, trapped in it, right? Until... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so someone who... And they all have, like, these little uh, these little badges that have okay. a triangle uh, and another triangle kind of mirroring each other in the middle. Okay. It's, like, the Reboot logo uh, that, that you'd see. If you look up Reboot logo, uh, it's a circle with two triangles that are split and mirrored. Okay. And they say, Reboot, and they touch it. It goes, beep, beep. And they, get, they go into the game, and they become... Um, one of the AI in the game that okay. is fighting against the user. Oh, okay. So they're not, uh, and, and this is just season one, so they're not fighting viruses yet? Like, they're just... So that's part of it. Like, um, they're fighting viruses, like, outside of the game. But okay. the real, whenever a game is incoming, it's the it's the user that's doing it. Okay, yeah. And the real thing that's important about this is that if the user... Oh, so any sprites and binomes are under the cube just become an npc yeah yeah. anyone who adds a reboot thing becomes like a more useful npc like they might become a boss in the game or something like that okay yeah i i do uh, like the idea that it's like hey um there's a game coming uh and they need npcs so stop trying to protect the user's banking information and their social insurance number uh, <laughs> we better just hop in there and pretend to be you know jeff who runs the armor store yeah <laughs> drop everything like oh really okay because i you know i was really 
I was hoping that, you know, I could keep their PayPal secure. You know, the, the users got a couple kids we know because they keep uploading those pictures of their kids. But, yeah. you know, I Hey, guess... you, stop in the name of Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop. You violated the law. Yeah. <laughs> so they become part of the game. Uh, so, like, let's say the game was Mario and it came down. Um, the user would be Mario and then the sprites or binomes would be the Goombas or the Koopas trying to stop the user from completing the game. Okay. And... Yeah. The win condition for the user, which is it really sucks, but if the user wins, all the sprites and binomes who are in the game become nullified, which is a fate okay. worse than deletion. Okay. They get, they get turned into little worms. Any part of the city that was in the game when the user wins gets destroyed. Okay. Yeah. I see now. So, now I'm starting to doubt that this is actually how computers work. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is the save game, dude. If you make it to the first save point, you got to delete uh, your banking information to uh, yeah, save exactly. your game. Yeah. <laughs> that is, well, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got to scoop all the worms out of your computer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and these worms, like, we don't really know what they're used for, except they like end up working with hexadecimal a little bit later on that we'll talk about. But so I know a, wor some... a worm is a type of virus. Um, but okay. it's like a Trojan or like a, like a worm is one of those like mid nineties to mid two thousands hacker terms that you'd hear in movies all the time. Like, Oh, I got to upload the worm to the database. Okay. Uh, but I think it was worm salt with a Y not with like an O. Okay. So, yeah. I, they, I don't think they're specifically called worms or slugs. They're just like, they're called nulls. Okay. I just called them worms cause okay. they look like worms. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, so do but, the, Sorry, do the re the re the sprites don't turn and don't get nulled, right? Oh yeah, they do. So oh. it's it the stakes are high. Okay, but then presumably <laughs> there's no episodes where the the user ever. This is just a really shitty gamer. This is a fake gamer girl <laughs> who like just can't yeah. can't beat a video game to save their life. Yeah, yeah. For like the first very long time, the user never wins a game. Like, there's always a way that even, like, sometimes the viruses accidentally get put into the games and they have to work alongside Bob Dot or Enzo to, to mean, beat the user. That's classic Saturday morning cartoon material yeah. right there. Like, oh, you know, let's let's do this episode where we have, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the bad guy in uh, He-Man, Skeletor? Yeah. Let's, have, well, let's have Skeletor work with He-Man this episode, you know, because they're, <laughs> they got to achieve a common goal or whatever. That's a crazy episode, too, that I want to do one day. It's He-Man uh, He and Skeletor. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you know he's living in Skeletor's old house, and all Skeletor yeah, yeah. wants to do is just move in back Gray to where he used to live. Grayskull Manor. <laughs> or ca Castle, Castle Grayskull? Uh, whatever, whatever yeah, yeah. yeah, Castle Grayskull. Yeah. What a just stole his house all the dude wants is his house back yeah if, i think he's the true hero if but. any of the listeners out there want to take a crack at writing us a he-man script maybe we can adapt it for a future episode too <laughs> uh but yeah stay tuned or or, yeah. or get at us if you want us to, if you do want us to talk about us reach out to us on twitter or discord and let us know <laughs> so that sets the stage we kind of know the the main players in the game uh what happens when the user tries to do anything and what the consequences are in games uh and why they have to beat them as the ai mm -hmm. so we can a start fa with a fate uh, worse than death <laughs> yeah awaits them basically so. yeah if you get deleted you can get restored if you get nullified uh there's not much you can do okay so it's like yeah. so uh if you get the, well i don't know how how do characters get deleted in the uh reboot world in mainframe uh it's not really it's not really mentioned other than at one point there's a system restore 
and someone who was gone gets restored. Someone... So I don't know. I don't know how deleted is never really okay. talked about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just said that nullified is worse than deleted. So I'd imagine you can get restored somehow yeah, yeah. if you were deleted. So yeah. if you delete something, it's like your mom deleting something on her computer where she deletes the shortcut into the recycling bin. Uh, and if you get nullified, it's like an actual, you go into control panel and you remove program. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So uh, season one, uh, we're going to brush over pretty quickly. Uh, there's not much that goes on like story-wise because everything's really episodic. It's meant that, like you said, Saturday morning, you wake up, you pour your Boris bowl of cereal, you just watch a show, and any problem that's brought up at the beginning of the show is resolved by the end, and everybody's happy yeah you you yeah. pour your bowl of cereal which is probably branded in some way with one of the cartoons that you plan on watching that morning yeah <laughs> a, yep. nice, a nice big bowl of he-man balls right <laughs> we all remember eating those as kids <laughs> i love those <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's weird it's weird to make a kid's cereal so salty though i gotta i gotta be honest it yeah it's weird it, it was kind of cool though that like you know the oatmeal that you would pour and the dinosaurs would come out yeah, yeah. uh for that one you pour the milk in and it would become thick and gloopy yeah yeah <laughs> it's like any good oatmeal right yeah exactly <laughs> just coagulate immediately <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. so season one not much <laughs> happened uh it was super off the wall and like kind of what made the show great like there's one episode where they're trying to plan for enzo's birthday party and dot gets uh bob just to keep enzo busy the whole time and then at the end there's a giant guitar battle between megabyte and bob hell yeah <laughs> it's a sick guitar battle it's too a, a modern retelling of the devil went down to georgia <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically yeah. So like Hexa, Hexa or not Hexadecimal, Megabytes like has all these uh, bi- ones and zeros spying on them. Like, what are they up to? Because they're planning something. It ends up being a birthday party. So he comes <laughs> down. <laughs> he comes down. He has this giant green guitar and he plays a sick solo. Uh, Bob has like his. Um, he has a watch that does things called Glitch. So okay, it's it's like his go go gadget. Whatever he causes a glitch and he gets the. Uh... You know, whatever whatever Mary Sue powers he might need for that episode. Yeah, it was the ninety. It was the nineties. So he said, "Glitch BFG," and a big effing guitar shows up. <laughs> Did he actually say BFG? Yeah, he oh, says BFG. Hell yeah, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. And then the guitar shows up, and him and it's a three minute guitar battle in a twenty minute show. So it's so <laughs> sick. <laughs> at the end uh they both like end on a screaming note and then gigabyte gives enzo the green guitar for his birthday and goes away and it's a happy ending okay yeah, yeah. so i mean when we said true evil or chaotic evil maybe maybe not so much i don't know maybe he's more just true neutral <laughs> yeah yeah in that one this season one like a lot of crazy shit happened yeah, yeah. They, they weren't like really true to anyone's like motives or anything like it was just episode one-offs so uh that was the wild west days honestly it was really cool i i watched a few clips today and tonight i'm i may just like watch a couple episodes <laughs> just for old time sake. i mean it's fu- it's fully what you want out of like a kid's show right like yeah and like i get i get the idea with like growing up with with the show so like i'm um i know you haven't watched avatar the last airbender uh which you should but uh, it's like it is it is 
purely a kid's show, um, but it's it's quite good. And there's a ton of these, like, bottle episodes, you know, where it's just, like, there's no stakes. You know, like, yes, the Fire Nation is about to uh, destroy the world as we know it, uh, but, you know, we have time for a beach episode. Or we have time yeah. to, to, you know, help these people get out of a canyon. Um, yeah, or but, have a birthday party with guitar battles. Why not? <laughs> and I know Avatar Legend of Korra gets a lot of flack for a lot of reasons many of which are valid, many of which, you know, might be less valid. But it did, like, purely grow up because it was released, whatever, six or seven years after The Last Airbender uh, finished. So, it, like, it grew up with the audience, and it is, like, much more, like, through stories and fewer bottle episodes kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I get why Reboot would have done it, but if you're really just looking for a pure kids show, like, I think the bottle episodes just make so much sense. Like, hell yeah, yeah let's do a, a guitar solo off episode, you know? Why, yeah. why, the, why the heck not? And Reboot definitely moves toward, like, it, it ages with its audience a bit, too. By season three, there's a lot more mature themes. But season one, it was just purely a kid's show. Let's have fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, don't uh, know, I don't know if you look this up or if you have this off the top of your head, but how long were the seasons, roughly? Um, I have the wiki page here. I remember it was, like, 1993 to, like, 2001, I want to say. Let me yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah, 2001. Uh, there's four seasons, and it took uh, seven years. Okay. So, um, I got a couple a couple years per season, I'd guess. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at just like a list of episodes. It seems like season three has 16, season two has 10. So pretty short seasons for for a kids show. Um, yeah. Season one has 13. So. Um, it's cool that it managed to grow up that like that fast, and I guess it took that long. But I, like, animation still today takes like a lot of man hours. So I can only imagine like starting yeah. in 1993, they probably had a really small team. It probably did take like a long time just to release seasons. Yeah, I saw a clip of like how they animated the faces and stuff like that. Yeah, and it looks like it looks like you're looking at a graph with a bunch of different lines. And for whatever reason, when he grabbed one curve and moved it up and down, it would make the mouth move up and down. Okay. <laughs> and so I guess there's like uh, 10 different curves and they all corresponded to different facial features or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, yeah, the values of, of one curve is probably dependent on the values of another curve, right? Yeah. So like the X value in this curve actually equals the X value plus two in the other curve. So as you change that one, it changes. Um, it, so your eyes smile when your mouth smiles. Aww. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's a how real you know. smile. Yeah, that's how you know. It's all in the eyes. Uh, season one, they could barely walk properly. Like, like to have them walk across the screen is really bad. By season three, they introduced things like eyelashes on characters. Pretty wow, big stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the resources. Like my gosh. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. much? How much dedicated wham does an eyelash take? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> But right now, we just finished season one. Uh, there's no through lines yet. The through line starts to happen in season two. So we'll we'll move on to season two. Uh, there was two new characters added. Uh, there was Andrea, spelt A-N-D-R-A-I-A, because, like, A-I is capital in there, because she's an A-I. Andrea. 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 Yeah, I was calling her Andrala for so long because I didn't realize that that was a capital I. Uh, but... You thought it was just a random capitalized A in the middle of the name? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Fair, fair, fair. Inter- Internet's weird. Something about capital I's and lowercase L's that just remind me of the other, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the fact that they're exactly identical. Yeah, it's, it seems like a flaw. 
It does seem like a flaw, but so many fonts seem to do it. It just seems to be an accepted Mm -hmm. flaw in our society and by the font makers of our society. Just like how the games wreck our computers every time we play them. We just let that happen. (laughs) Exactly. Every every time you download uh, Sarah Michelle Geller naked boobies.jpg.exe, all your banking info gets stolen. So... Nothing we can do about it. Nothing so. we can do about it. We just live our life. Nope. You know I've yeah. lo- you know I've long feuded with the uh, font illustrators of the world. So uh, it's <laughs> yeah. no surprise that I'm ticked off at them still. <laughs> so Andrea is a game sprite, uh, and she's the friend of Enzo. She's like Enzo is pretty much the only young sprite in season one. So they added a friend for him in season two, okay. who's also a love interest. Like much later on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then there's Mouse. Uh, she's a freelance hacker with. Uh, she has like a southern drawl, which okay. is, is really fun. Is she uh, is she very selective? What do you, you mean? Because you select things with a mouse. Oh no, she's she's like got pink skin and she has orange static hair. Hell like, yeah, yeah. Like I remember, I think this might have been like when I first got it, attracted to redheads. Okay, because I, I was very young and I remember thinking that she was really cool and like in a way that I couldn't quite understand. I mean, she's <laughs> she's a warrior woman. And I'm into yeah. warrior women, so yeah, I'm I'm here for it. She worked for Megabyte in for a one shot early in the season, but switches sides, so they never fully trust her. But she's a useful, uh, uh, she's useful, a sellsword, yeah. mercenary. Yeah, gotcha. But with a southern drawl. But with so a southern cool. drawl. Exactly. Um, second season started as episodic, but later they started to make an arc, like halfway through in the fifth okay. episode. Uh, the episode Painted Windows. If you want to start uh, somewhere where it's not episodic and just watch the whole show, Painted Windows is a good place to start. Okay. Uh, the arc reveals that Hexadecimal and Megabyte were siblings. We didn't know it up to this point. And introduced something that was an external threat to the mainframe for the first time. The web. Oh, the World Wide Web? Yeah. Or like a spider web. World Wide Web. Like okay. the internet. The The internet? Yeah. All those, all those surfer dudes are a threat to the uh, threat to mainframe. There is an actual guy with a surfboard who's like a ripoff of the Silver Surfer later, yeah. and he surfs the web. Surfs the web, of, co- yeah. of course he does, because it is the nineties, yep. right? Yep, he has to. Yeah, um, Magic Mike, the TV. Um, after this episode, where we find out that they are uh, siblings, Magic Mike, the TV, spends time with Hexadecimal in her lair. And he somehow allows her looking glass to connect the web. She has like all those masks. So one of her things is she'd look in, in the mirror and like every time you'd see the mirror, she'd be wearing a different mask to convey her emotion. Okay. Uh, but somehow it connects to the web and it shatters and a mysterious creature comes through and bonds with hexadecimal. So this like tentacly thing. Her mask shatters or the internet shatters? The mirror, the mirror oh, okay. shatters. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, one becomes the other because her mask and her gets infected by this creature. Okay, is this when she yeah. kind of like uh, goes full full Joker? Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. Uh, so then the worms or these nulls that were left by behind by games that were won by the user, which we haven't seen up to this point, but uh, assumingly it happened whenever before Bob was here or something like that. Yeah, or maybe you know. Uh, user booted up, booted up Morrowind, and then like alt tabbed out and like played a couple rounds of Solitaire, and Bob was stuck in Morrowind while Solitaire <laughs> was just like nullifying all these different <laughs> sections of Megabyte. 
<laughs> it's a small game, so it just takes out like little rooms exactly, at a time, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that 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 happened. She got uh, infected, and all of the little worms or nulls combine and like crawl onto her, and she becomes Nullzilla, which is like this pulsing, multicolored bunch of worms. Okay, cool. It's gr- it's grotesque. Is it is it permanent? The gang eventually defeats Nullzilla, but um, does she turn back into? Hexadecimal. Hexadecimal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One, once uh, she beats them, all the nulls go away or get destroyed. I'm not sure, but uh, the web creature survives and moves on to Megabyte. Okay. So I guess that's the next episode. The first episode is Sister Gets Infected. Next episode is Megabyte Brother Gets Infected <laughs> very, by the same... Very part. original uh, episode they got going yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they force the web forces and allows them to rejoin um, into their original form, Megabyte and Hexadecimal combine into Gigabyte. Gigabyte. Yeah. Which is a massive amount of power to have in a single computer back in the 90s. Yeah, I mean again, heretofore unheard of. I I don't know if if mainframes in the 90s were even capable of storing a Gigabyte. You know? No, and they, they couldn't handle it. No sprite on their own could handle it. So what they did is they a la Power Rangers all combined into one giant thing. Like Bob is the head, Enzo's the arm, Dot's the other arm. Okay. Like a very Magic yeah. Mike's the leg. Like Power Rangers, like you say. Very, yeah. Uh, very Voltron esque. Exactly. And they combine and fight Gigabyte and eventually win and they separate again. Okay. But Web Creature narrowly escapes. Oh, still alive. Still alive. Just they only managed to separate the two viruses from their super virus form. And this is where they find out that there's a third sibling, and it goes to infect that sibling. <laughs> good guess. Good guess. <laughs> well, I thought that, I thought I I was seeing a pattern develop. Is all. Yeah, no, it is. That was the pattern so far, but they couldn't go past two villains. I guess that they'd have to animate a whole new thing. So oh, true. <laughs> Not worth the man hours. Yeah. So instead. Um, the web creature escapes and opens a portal to the web. Okay. So now I don't know. It downloaded a browser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or yeah, it downloaded LimeWire or, or yeah, Kazaa. So like, what uh, what the portal looks like in Reboot Reboot World, which I remember being really scared of. It's like this pulsing portal filled with like mechanical tentacles. It looks like. Okay. And like spiraling around, it's like really trippy. Sounds it's really, really true. Sounds awful. Yeah, I was like scared of it. My mom was probably vibing on it with her glass of wine or whatever. Yeah, when yeah. We were watching that. <laughs> yeah, it. your mom's just on the couch, like mood. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so now all of a sudden, uh, this opening into the web posed a threat for all of mainframe. Okay, including the viruses, like Megabyte and. Not the, not the null virus or whatever, but no, the yeah megabyte and hexadecimal. hexadecimal. Yeah. yeah, so they had to team up because if mainframe wasn't safe, then there was no place for even the viruses to infect, right? If they got sent out to the world wide web, who knows what could happen out there? Okay, okay, yeah, it's like in Dungeons and Dragons, uh, the devils don't want to you know necessarily destroy the material realm because then they they can't produce any more souls to enslave down in in hell so yeah yeah like even even though they want to destroy like they they 
they need something to destroy. Yeah. There's probably bigger fish out in the world wide web. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, yeah, maybe they just don't know that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very mysterious, the World Wide Web, uh, to all of us back I then, mean, in I 1993. Mean, even today, it still is. So. Yeah. Well, you still can't find a, a naked Michelle Geller pic that doesn't uh, infect my computer with dozens of viruses. So <laughs> I keep trying, though. I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So what the, what it looks like in mainframe right now is there's an army of CPU police and they are the ones in zeros just dressed up and driving in circles, kind of like three stooges, like just okay. trying to fight off these these things. The bobbies. Yeah. And Bob and Megabyte and the rest of the gang are trying to create a machine to close the portal to the World Wide Web. Okay. Yeah. They're trying so to they fix the, the root of the problem. Rather than put out fires. Yeah. There, the root, there's probably some sort of computer term there. I don't know if that was a joke that I missed, but... No, I uh, no, no, no. I, don't, I don't... I mean, yes, there probably is a pun there, but I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't trying to make one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, I see Peter's eyes bulging. He's trying to make it. Oh. Uh, we'll get it from him later. Yeah, we'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they they have this machine, and this is the end of season two. They're, they have something they're going to launch up into the we- World Wide Web portal to basically explode and close it. Um, in the last minute, Megabyte steals Glitch off of uh, Bob's wrist, crushes it, and pushes Bob into the machine as it's shot up into the portal. Oh, no. So the one Guardian is shot up into the World Wide Web, and it ends up saving Mainframe but at the cost of losing their guardian, Bob. Oh, no. So this is like a really dark cliffhanger that up to this point, the show had nothing like this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, like uh, the, I, I, the antagonist I, just, or the, the protagonist just got killed. I mean, it's, or, it, you could say that Reboot was the original Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, they killed him. We didn't expect it at yeah, all. Yeah, the young king well, did behead him. He's not dead, per se, but he's lo- the World Wide Web's a big place. Yeah, it's hard to get home. I mean, trust me. Yeah. You fall down a rabbit hole, you know, you end up on some weird site, just watching video after video. and <laughs> You know, loreboys.com, listen to a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of half-wits talk about video games. Yeah, and... yeah for hours, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Which, in the, in the eyes of a computer sprite, is maybe a million years? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know there how they perceive time. time. There is time dilation, though. It's spoken in a game... Um, time goes faster than in the mainframe. Okay, cool. So yeah. they uh, they can get they could solve the problem without too much happening outside. I guess if the uh, if the viruses megabyte and hex, hexadecimal don't get sucked into the game, then you need to kind of make it make sense why like oh they were gone for three weeks and they didn't just like take over the whole city <laughs> in that time, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So now we're on to season three, and like I said, significant graphic updates. People have eyelashes now. Oh, There's shit. Shadows. Whoa. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It, it Season, like, half the 90s went by before season three came out, I think. Okay. And there's a lot of work going on in, in terms of, like, graphics and stuff around those times. Yeah, I mean, it never really slowed down, but uh, it sounds like yeah. it started with Reboot, so. Yeah. So with Bob gone, there wasn't a lot of people to take over the new role of Guardian, but Enzo actually ended up taking but over. He's, but he's but a boy. 
and he was just but a boy. And he still has his backwards cap, and the people of mainframe did not really feel secure under the protection of just the boy. But he did <laughs> I his mean, best. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're a bunch of ones and zeros. What do they have to say? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> we need a new guardian. Here, use this small child. He'll protect us. <laughs> By the way, if you want a recap of season three, I actually at the end of season three they put on a musical within the show where the ones and zeros act as all the things and do a quick recap of everything oh yeah okay cool, cool. i posted it into memes in the lore boys discord and i watched it today <laughs> it's still stuck in my head it's really good and they explain it all so it helped me catch up on what happened complete with eyelashes and uh shadows presumably yep yep uh, they they rhyme the same words twice a lot. They rhyme guys with guys, um, but it's still quite good. Okay, they could yeah. have said uh, guys and lashes of eyes. You're right. You're right. <laughs> they weren't they weren't that self aware though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they needed me in the writing room clearly as a two plus year old boy. Yep, <laughs> two plus. Yeah, it could, it could be as big as eight at yeah. some points. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he might have just been that young child who was forced in the role of guardian, like Enzo. Then, uh, in season three, they every new game was for a new genre. So, okay. one came down, and it's a horror game, and it's a ripoff of I think it's a movie, Evil Dead. That and is it's a movie. A yep. Yeah, it's a game based around that. They have the Necronomicon. They have all these different things like uh, Jason and Freddy, and all these guys coming through and making cameos. You you said you said horror. And then you said mm-hmm. Jason, and my first thought was and the Argonauts. No, like, no, no. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, when they covered Kid Icarus, or yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they there's a a golf game called Fairway Frolics with a bunch of tigers who play golf. Okay. Starship Alcatraz. It's like this big ship with sci-fi okay. stuff going on. Little Star Fox. Cas- yeah, Castles and Knights. It's an RPG game. Uh, like Mike, the TV had a a Viking helmet and a sword and a shield, and they had to do that type of stuff. So when I looked up a picture of Mike, the TV, I did see uh, I saw him with a big sword, like a big uh, Zweihander. Yep. So presumably that that. it's from the Knights and Castles episode. Yep. Uh, so one episode later down in the line, this is Enzo has a little bit of experience as the Guardian now. People are starting to gain it. He's gained their trust. Uh, he's done okay so far. Hasn't been nullified yet. Not like that chump nope. Bob. Yeah, Bob. Well, Bob's in the World Wide Web. At least he's not nullified. <laughs> nullified would be worse. A fate worse than death. Yeah. Although the internet is also a fate, face, fate worse than death, I'm sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> At least some corners of it. Definitely. Again, go to loreboys.com. <laughs> <laughs> so one episode, the alert sounds, warning, incoming game. Warning, incoming game. And Enzo, along with Andrea and Frisket, are all in this game. But not and the, Dot? Dot's on the outside, looking in. Okay. Yeah. And uh, she sees the thing come down. She sees Enzo go in. He's going to take care of it. He's the guardian. Uh, the, user, um, the user chose a game called Immortal Conflict, which is a ripoff of, can you guess? Uh... Conflict is spelled with a K, if that helps. I don't know. I think that threw me off more than anything, but <laughs> it's I a fighting will, game. I will say, uh, My Little Pony Island Adventure. 
Close Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, pretty close, yeah. <laughs> I think I think Mortal Kombat was a spin-off, but sure. Yeah, both both developers had PTSD after animating the whole thing. Yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For very different reasons, but yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's Mortal Kombat, and for once, the user must have let his older brother play or something, because the user was kicking ass at this game. Okay. Yeah. So the user's playing as this Satan-type character. It's like this huge devil with fiery horns, and he's, like, super jacked, and the wheel spins to see who he's going to play up against, um, if it's going to be Enzo, if it's going to be Andrea or Frisket or one of the other AIs. And it lands on Enzo. Okay. And Enzo gets ported in. Time for this He's... small child to have his skull ripped out and then beaten <laughs> with it or whatever happens in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he comes up to like the Satan's waist, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's wearing a little tiny suit of uh, scorpion. And he has like the yellow over his mouth that he rips off because he's uncomfortable. Okay. Because this this is way before you're supposed to wear masks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no global <laughs> pandemic. Don't, why bother wearing a mask, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they fight and it's quite close, but at one point the user does get the upper hand and his big demon claw swipes Enzo right down the left eye and Enzo loses his eye forever. Oh, cause like now that you say it, I do remember he has like when he, when we time jump, he's got the scar and like the milky eye, right? Yeah. 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 He has a gold eye and ends up being a technological eye later, but, uh, right now, he gets beat, and the user won the game. Fuck. Well, he's going to get this... nullified then. Yeah. So, in the very last moment, Andrea, being a sprite herself that, that knows AI, goes up to the reboot sy- symbol and changes it. So, changes all of their format from Guardian to Sprite. Okay. Or from... And it just basically flips the colors and changes the shape a bit. Okay. And this means when the game leaves they leave with the game and they aren't nullified oh but now they're stuck in mortal Kombat land yeah which ends up just getting sent off into the world wide web so like bob they're just going to be it's an online game i guess i that's guess what yeah. we could say yeah <laughs> in 1993 but that just what happens is they just get like launched out of the computer into the world wide web okay yeah just but for, get it into the, the internet from the perspective of dot she sees the game come down. She's behind a control panel watching it. She sees Enzo lose, and she doesn't see them get turned into sprites. Right. All she sees is the user win, and this go up, and whoever got nullified got nullified, and she sees the worms. A bunch of worms. Damn. And it's a really emotional moment. I watched it today, and I got little shivers. Cause... Pres- presumably, she was, she was cursing herself for being a woman in the 90s, uh, because that's presumably why they let the small child, male child, be guardian instead of her, is because she, yeah. was, a, she was a woman, so therefore could never have been guardian, <laughs> right? Uh, to, their, to their credit, yes, that probably yes, but to their <laughs> credit, yeah. Uh, Fong, the, like, the dude who's in charge of command.com, uh-huh. was training Dot to be the one to take over. So she uh, was okay. going to be like the, the computer administrator whenever he okay, retired. Yeah. A good safe office job for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for now, she's a secretary. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> the, the creepy old man was grooming her for a position or something like that. Something, something, something. It's. I'm sure it's fine. Yes, of course. So, like I said, game time, um, it goes a lot faster than the normal time. 
So they were stuck in this time, and Enzo and Andrea, that's why you see them as in Season 3 as the grown-up versions of themselves, if you remember. Yeah, well, that, that's yeah. it. That's what I, I did remember was the time. That's all I remembered about the time jump. I didn't remember the actual event of a time jump. I just remembered seeing the little kid older. Uh, yeah. and, but I thought he was with Dot, his sister, but I guess you're saying he's with this little girlfriend that he had. That, and she grows up, yeah. So And she become like, in their time together, they become lovers as they grow up together. As you do, sure, yeah. Yeah, they waited until they were exactly 18, and then they kissed each other <laughs> yeah. in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. whatever the age of consent was in 1997, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dot thinks her brother's dead. It's a really emotional moment. She goes like, like, Enzo, no! And like the screen cuts, and I watched that, and it gave me the shivers, and it was, it, it was messed up. And it's super dark because they've never lost a game ever. And the first game they lose, it's like a small child in there. <laughs> it, it, it was pretty bad. I mean, not ideal, probably, yeah. Yeah. Probably should have trained the little kid to take over control, right? But Yeah. Or command.com. Uh, coulda, shoulda, woulda. <laughs> yeah. So now the, the show like really took a left turn here. Because the small, lovable kid becomes this anti-hero um, named Matrix. His last name is Matrix. Dot's last name is Matrix. They stop calling him Enzo at this point, and he goes by Matrix. Okay. Uh, he carries a gun around, which he names Gun. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> original. I guess he's, yeah. he's a lot like... So, um, the inventor of the Ferrari, or the, the, the creator of the company Ferrari, was named Enzo Ferrari. And, you know, when he grew up, you stopped calling them Enzos, the cars. You started calling them Ferraris. So I think True. this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And Bob, uh, he has Bob's damage glitch as well. So it's not as like, it can't just summon a BFG, but maybe it can bring up a ukulele or something. Yeah. Or a gun. <laughs> a gun named or a gun. gun. A BFG, a big fucking gun. There you go. Uh, big freaking guitar. Thank you. Okay. Oh, true. True, true, true. <laughs> so the time spent uh in games and away from mainframe uh hardened both matrix and andrea matrix developed a hatred of viruses like the whole reason he ended up losing his innocence was because megabyte launched bob off into the World Wide web which forced him into the early position of guardian before he was ready which made him lose his eye which made him get separated from his sister and have to become a hard person yeah, before to, he was ready have to, to fall in love with this you know girl that saved his life awful yeah yeah and she turns into a level-headed warrior so he's he's like a shoot first ask questions later anti-hero and she's kind of like hey let's think about this matrix classic woman am i right the, the <laughs> I, guy, logical the, the guys yeah. the guy's all gun and here's here's the woman telling him not to shoot those innocent people not to you know save the day from not real danger like oh, <laughs> god yeah so th now instead of following mainframe you're following matrix and angela like go through different games and different systems throughout the web so it got really deep like it yeah. went from a, a serial show that where you just a game comes and we beat the game we managed to do it again to no, this kid almost died, and now he's lost, separated from his family. Lost on the internet, which is, there's definitely, like, an allegory there for, like, young children on the internet, right? Yeah, turning you'll lose it all. to these hard men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think what I used to... I don't what know I, hard was the right word what I used that. What I used to spend my time doing on the internet as a child, uh, I think people have told me before it would, it would make me lose the, the use of my eyes, so that kind of makes sense. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so uh, as the season progresses, um, Matrix's shift um, is not to find, like his, his motivation is not so much to find home. Now it's to find Bob and then also go home. Okay. He's like, while yeah. I'm here, I might as well find him first, right? Yeah, it is. He is Bob's biggest fan. He looked up to Bob so much as a kid, and now he was strong enough to probably save him himself. Yeah, now I have gun. Yeah. So he gets uh he meets a bunch of internet pirates uh, who have a pirate ship. Okay. Called the, the Saucy Mare. Okay. And they're they're surfing the internet on their pirate ship. And uh he ends up Bob ends up finding him rather than the other way around. Okay. And it's a great reunion. Uh Enzo's a kid, his thing was he used to always run up and just jump on Bob and Bob would get flattened like in a cartoon sense, <laughs> like just like you just jump on him kind of thing yeah, yeah. and whenever they reunite enzo starts running and bob stops him like you're a little too big now yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do that anymore <laughs> it is cute uh so now that they're together they combine their resources to head back to uh mainframe which when they get there was left in charge of dot and a woman and was completely destroyed oh goodbye <laughs> Come on, come on. We were so ready to give you the benefit of the doubt. So Anthony actually wrote exactly that in his script, and I left it out. I was like, okay, I'm not going to call him out for being a woman, and it got destroyed. It kind of naturally came up that way since we were talking about it. So Uh, The group reunites with Dot and the Resistance, and... They go to fight back against Megabyte. Megabyte's not expecting Bob and Enzo to all of a sudden be back. So this is a, a great moment for them. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this is a pretty intense uh, fight scene coming up. I watched it today and uh, for the 90s, it was badass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matrix uh, at last confronts Megabyte. He has all this burning hatred for viruses in him. Um, he's been defeating viruses all over the world wide web he's hardened now and specifically megabyte he has a lot of hatred for he's the one who started it all yeah uh, and now and he the prince- exactly you just have gun <laughs> uh in the ruined principal office which is like i i don't know what that would be the the cpu or something like that okay so um, you, you never went to the principal's office as a kid okay jamie sure <laughs> No, principal office where Fong is being held captive. Okay. Uh, The virus um, was like initially taken, Megabyte was originally taken back by seeing Enzo. Of course. Enzo lifts up the gun and he's like, wait, the boy? (laughs) And and then he starts to like mock him uh, as he once did when he was a child. Now Matrix, like the the hatred is filling up his one eye and his not so much his other eye. Mm -hmm. And he readies his gun. And Megabyte says, like, put that gun down because let's fight like real sprites. Because I'm your father. <laughs> yeah. It was Megabyte's actions that made him lose all of his innocence, basically. He could still be a carefree kid if it wasn't for for, for this guy. So there's a lot of there's a lot of emotion in this fight. <laughs> so Matrix throws aside the gun and charges him. And they begin hand-to-hand combat. And for the 90s, like I said, really cool scene. If you're interested, go look up, like, Matrix fights Megabyte, because it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And after some sparring, uh, Enzo takes the upper hand. But Megabyte, being a virus, didn't play fair. Never He lets out out his Wolverine claws. He pulls out his gun. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> as soon as Enzo throw, as soon as Matrix throws his away, he's just like, "You idiot! I got a gun too." <laughs> <laughs> so Enzo's on the back foot now. He's like just barely parrying all of the the clawed fights that the Megabyte has. Mm-hmm. But Andrala was there, and she has a trident. Andrea, she, but yeah, Andrea. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> thank you. And she throws the trident to uh, to Enzo, so it evens the playing field. Matrix pulls back the the trident, and then he, also Megabyte pulls back his uh, Wolverine claws. Wolverine claws, and they swing at each other. And what happens? Megabyte's claws break under the force of the trident. Ooh, baby, yeah. you in trouble now? Yeah, Megabyte falls to his knees, and then somehow he's on his back in the next scene. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Enzo or Matrix now, lifts up the trident and strikes it down. The camera moves, and the trident's next to his head. Classic. Because even though he's, like, the anti-hero who's done some bad shit up to this point, he's not so low that he's going to, like, kill him in cold blood like yeah. that, I guess. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, how could you, you know, kill somebody who's, you know, destroyed your home and, you know, almost killed your best friend or your idol and almost yeah. killed you and... Yeah, yeah and stole your childhood... Uh, all the rest of it. But. Yeah, the guy deserves to live. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so Megabyte um, takes this as an opportunity to escape. So he heads towards the net. He knows he can't survive in mainframe, so he's willing to risk it. He'll go to the World Wide Web. Or it's weird though. I think the the web is bad, but the net is good. Like they're both the internet, but one of them's a bad one, one's a good one. Like, you don't want to go to the web because it's evil, but the, the net's okay because you can get to other places that way. The web's the dark web, and the net is the internet. Yeah, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> yeah, so he tries to go that way, but Mouse, the, the hacker that's on our side now, rerouted him so to the web. So he tries to go to the net, but he ends up in the web. <laughs> and, and the web attacks him. Uh, a bunch of web, like, tentacle creatures, those swirling things I was talking okay, about yeah. before. Yeah. They're they're just like, Do you want to buy a pair of real human eyes? And he's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I can get you spinal fluid for ten thousand dollars a gram. <laughs> like, uh oh. Uh but yeah, so Megabyte in a last ditch effort, as he's about to die, triggers something called the system reboot of mainframe. Uh what this means, nobody knows. Uh everybody's life is in question and nobody knows what's going to happen after the reboot. Mainframe waited with a pregnant pause, and the screen goes black. Ooh, yeah. On a dark computer, on a dark computer screen, a green message appears: "System crash. Restart. Y slash N." It's blinking. Typing can be heard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so someone types yes, and then restore. Yes or no. And then it says yes. I love that there was all that typing and it's just Y on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so in a complete luck streak for them, the, re- the user was there and reboots the system and hits restore. And it restores the city back good as new with all the residents alive. Oh, very nice. Including Hexadecimal, who was saved by Bob and Fong by uploading her to the principal office. Uh, she's like more of a good guy than a bad guy by the end, okay. uh, even though she's kind of crazy. Just once yeah. they got the web thing out of her head, the devil, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In a romantic moment, Dot grabs 
Bob and says, never leave me again. And they share a passionate uh, 3D kiss oh, as nice. the city comes to life around them. And then suddenly they hear someone yell Bob and they turn around and he's flattened by the kid version of Enzo, a system copy of the original. He was backed up. Oh, nice. So they took—they just took away all his experiences without his consent, presumably. Oh, but the the new Enzo Matrix also exists. Oh. So now there's the kid version and the old version. They both exist going into season four. That's fucking weird. It is. It is. It's, it's a challenging concept for the 90s. I like it. It'd be a little unsettling <laughs> if I just met the kid version of me. Like, you little shit. Still so full of fucking potential. <laughs> fucking resent him so hard. <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of season three, um, which sets the stage for season four, which I'm not really going to get into. There's more of there. And it, it gets split into two movies with two different perspectives that are broken down into 12 episodes. And it ties up some loose ends with like some super virus that was going to come later. Okay. Um, some different factions that were on the web that they met. And, but the first three seasons are really what hold a special place in my heart. Um, and from watching some clips today, I'm going to watch some more. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, reboot the guardian code exists. Uh, I'd say don't watch it. It's the, there is a reboot of the reboot. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, I thought they didn't, they do. Oh, that's 2018. That's the guardian code. Okay. Yeah. They've, they've been threatening to do it for since 2007. Like the, every year or two, <laughs> they, yeah. Every year or two, they'd be put out a, a press release being like, "We're gonna do it." Yeah, yeah. And then they'd gauge on how much reaction they got from it, and like, "Oh, okay, there's not enough interest. We won't do it yet." Okay. And then eventually, in 2018, there's enough interest. They did it. It was live action. Uh, I had none of the original characters, maybe a cameo or two, and it wasn't even released in Canada at first, which really seems it, kind of fucked up, right? Yeah, so all of the I watched like some YouTube videos of like the real fans of the old stuff, and nobody accepts the new reboot as being part of the reboot universe. Non-canon. So, yeah, we won't accept it either. But the first three seasons and even the fourth apparently uh, can be quite good. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, and that's reboot. I probably won't end up watching it, but uh, for anybody who likes the show, uh, just go find those pirate uh, surfing guys or whatever, and I'm sure you can find find some episodes of it. <laughs> Uh, what they they say something um, in the show to say something's really cool or good, and they say it's alphanumeric, and I'd okay. say the show is very alphanumeric. Very it, it's great, alphanumeric. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that that would be the thing that means cool. You know, yeah, I would have thought that's, that's what they say. I would have thought like, I don't know, cool because you want to keep your computer cold, or you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Cool means cool in computer land. Total, totally <laughs> processed, my dude. Or, yeah, dude. Yeah, you know. Oh, uh, dude, that's defragged as fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm having trouble rendering that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, like, adult jokes in the show, too, from, like, the few clips that I watched. So I think it still could be funny today. And if you're nostalgic for it, uh, go check it out with those pirate boys. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, like I said earlier in the show, contact at loreboys.com. Uh, there's also links in the description of this episode so to all the Discord, the iTunes reviews, uh, everything is there. So if you want to leave us an iTunes review, we super, 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 super duper appreciate it. It would be totally alphanumeric of you if you did that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'll read it on air at some point in the near future uh, as, soon as, we no- as soon as we think to check and notice it, basically. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Ethan the Dead Man. Uh, Pete is at Pete O'Donohue. No, old Aunt Peter. I think he's old Aunt Peter on Instagram. 
Uh, I don't know who he is. Uh, and Jamie, where can we find you? Uh, just go to loreboys.com slash about, about, not about. Uh, but that's where you can find me is on the Discord. Um, I've been doing a lot of posts on the Facebook recently, so just check out the Lore Boys on Facebook. Uh, if you drop us a follow there, we've been picking up a little bit of steam, so we're posting a lot, so it'd be cool to see there. And if you're in the Discord, you, I already posted some cool-ass reboot videos before this even went live. So you would have already seen that whole recap of Season 3 and the Bob and Guitar duel with megabyte it's sick uh we do have a patreon patreon.com slash the loreboys again the link is in the description for this episode you can also find it at the loreboys.com or loreboys.com uh so if you want to support us we'd super 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 appreciate it uh also if you want to support us and you don't trust patreon we have always offered an alternative which is loreboys prime uh and this week uh i was on vacation last week i went to a cottage in rural quebec uh and there was a ton of worms and i knew we were going to be talking about computer worms so i got a bunch of buckets of worms and then we did this episode and i realized that they may not be good for your computer but i'm gonna let you guys be the judge of that so if you agree to send us your old uh cans for recycling you know five cents a pop here in uh in on in quebec and if we decide to head to michigan i think it's 10 cents us a can so maybe we can find a way to make that financially feasible but just send us your old cans and bottles and we'll give you a pocket full of worms uh, i've been gaming a lot lately too and they just keep every time i win again they crawl out of the fan and everywhere so yeah we, it, we need to get rid of these things well it's it's kind of like a nice little reward you win a game and you get a worm because it pops out of your computer because uh there's no space because now it's deleted other things in your computer and of course it's generated more worms inside of your computer uh, and then <laughs> technology yeah it's just worms all the way down right <laughs> and i guess that would constitute uh lore boys Oh, no. it's alpha numero. Alpha numero. <laughs> hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.